Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. And we're back on Inside Black and Gold, a special NFL Draft preview edition. It's not really a preview. I don't know why I said that. It's more of a postscript. Does that make sense? We're looking back. We're looking back at the past 10, actually 11, first round draft picks, giving them all grades. So far, we've gone through the three incompletes, so I'm not giving them an official grade yet. That was Chris Olave, Trevor Penning, Peyton Turner. And we've also gone through the Ds. Stefan Anthony in 2015 and Marcus Davenport in 2018. But now we're going to look, start looking at some of the more positive picks. We're going to start with the C's and B's in this segment. Then we're going to go into the really positive ones. Close out the segment on a good note. Again, my name is Jeff Nowak. I'm WWL Digital Sports Producer. You can follow me at Jeff underscore Nowak on Twitter. You can follow my latest content at WWL.com as well as a whole lot of other content. You can also catch up with me on Sports Talk on Fridays from 4 to 8 p.m. 504-260-1870. Text or call. I've memorized that number and I'm proud of it. It's one of like three numbers that I have memorized in my brain. But all right, let's start with the C. And I give this a C plus because this player was a solid contributor for the Saints, right? He just wasn't at a premium position and he went pretty early. Talking about Kenny Vaccaro, he was the number 15 pick in 2013. Safety out of Texas. And, you know, the stats are solid. I think he was a good player. You know, in his Saints career, he started 67 games. He had eight interceptions, 385 tackles, 23 tackles for a loss, seven and a half sacks. He was a good player. 
what really holds him back in my eyes is A, safety, and B, you look at the long, long list of pro bowlers from this draft, and the Saints didn't get any of them, right? So, you know, this first one, 18, safety Eric Reed out of LSU, I don't I don't mind that, right? If you're going for safety and you're picking between Kenny Vaccaro and Eric Reed, mm, Kyle Long to the Bears at number 20, Tyler Eifert to the Bengals at 21, Desmond Trufant to the Falcons at 22, Xavier Rhodes to the Vikings at 25, and the one that really burns is DeAndre Hopkins to the Texans at number 27. The fact that he fell all the way to 27 is wild. Out of Clemson, then Zach Ertz to the Eagles at 35, Darius Slay to the Lions at 36. Then Geno Smith is also on this list, quarterback to the Jets, although you could very much point out that he was not a good pick by the Jets because he did not have success with the Jets. Also, Travis Frederick Center went to the Cowboys at 31. Cordero Patterson went to the Vikings at 29. So, you know, there's not a ton of names there. Like, mm, Darius Slay, I would have loved to have. DeAndre Hopkins would have loved to have. Xavier Rhodes was very, very good in the same period that the Saints had Kenny Vaccaro. My big issue with Kenny is you didn't bring him back. You're going to spend the number 15 pick on a guy. You're not going to give him a second contract. And, you know, I don't know if that you hold that against the pick, but it is frustrating. And it's the reason that I'm giving this a C plus instead of a B. Because if you're taking a guy at 15, it should be a guy you expect to be a part of your team for an extended period of time. It should not be a rookie contract and out the door situation. And that's what it was. And that and that frustrates me because I see that happen with the Saints more than I'd like. And it's not always with the first round picks. That's in, that, that includes second rounders, third rounders, like a guy like Von Bell leaving after his rookie deal, Marcus Williams leaving after his rookie deal, CJ Gardner-Johnson leaving before the end of his rookie deal. Like those are frustrating to me because when you hit in the draft, you want to cash in on that for the duration of their career, not just the first contract. So that's why I'm giving him a C plus. Good player. It's just not an example of the best draft pick you've seen from the Saints. If this was the 25th pick, I would be perfectly okay with it. A safety at 15, better be a star. I don't know if he was. Going forward, 2016, you know, very similar type of pick. We're talking Sheldon Rankins, defensive tackle out of Louisville. This is another one where he didn't stay past his rookie deal. In Sheldon's case, he was dealing with a lot more injury issues than Kenny that kept him out the field. He was a very good player. He was at a premium position. Why couldn't you keep him around? That's the frustrating thing to me is you're letting too many of these guys leave after developing them. And, you know, he hasn't been a star with the Jets, but he did have success when he was in New Orleans. He was a run stuffer. He could get after the quarterback. He started 33 games for the Saints. He had one interception, three forced fumbles, 17 and a half sacks, 116 tackles. He was a good player. Wasn't a great player. And when you're picking at 12, which is where you were in this draft, you really want to get a great player. Similar to the the breakdown on Vicaro, I just didn't get enough. I didn't get enough out of that high pick. And the Saints don't get a lot of high picks, or at least they haven't uh, in their recent history. So I would have liked to see more. The, what, what saves the Saints a little bit here, in my opinion, is I don't see a ton of misses when you go back and you look, the big name would be Laramie Tunsil. He went to the Dolphins at number 13. But if you remember this draft, if you remember this draft day, Laramie Tunsil, the morning of the draft, tweeted out a video of himself hitting a gas mask bong. 
And however you land on the, the weed question, right? That's not what you want to see as a team. We, we've talked to Michael Hodges earlier this offseason. He said, this is a team that when they identify character concerns with a player, they literally put him on the board in a different color to make sure they don't draft him by accident. I don't know. I, I would imagine that morning when that video came out, there wasn't even a conversation. They just took him off the board. Because that's just not a question you want to have to answer on draft day, regardless of the quality of the player. And the Dolphins took him the next pick. But I don't blame the Saints for, for not taking Laramie Tunsil at all. You know, it ended up being not, it ended up not being an issue. He, he's had an excellent career. He's an excellent offensive tackle. I'm not going to get too mad about them skipping there because, let's face it, 11 other teams skipped too. So I don't think the Saints are the team that was ever going to take that leap at number 12. You go keep going. Safety Keanu Neal went to the Falcons at 17. Ryan Kelly, the center, went to the Colts at 18. Defensive tackle Kenny Clark to the Packers at 27. Linebacker Jalen Smith to the Cowboys at 34. Guy who's not even on a roster anymore. He ended up latching on with the Giants midseason last year, so that's not a miss. Zavian Howard, cornerback to the Dolphins at number 38. Probably the best name that you would have liked to see them bring in here, just in terms of at this point, they were really questionable at the cornerback spot, right? This was pre-Marshawn Lattimore. Still, he ended up down at 38. So that's a pretty far cry from 13. And if you want to question this, it's more, okay, should they have traded back and collected assets if they didn't love Sheldon Rankins at at number 12? But they just don't do that. So if you're going to ding them for that, you're going to ding them on every pick. So that's 2016. Sheldon Rankins, I'm giving it a B minus. Then there is one other B minus here. And it's 2015. And this is probably going to rub some people the wrong way in terms of he has a bad rap for the availability for maybe not being the best in pass protection. It's Andrus Pete guard out of Stanford. They took him at number 13. I'm giving him a B minus. And the reason is at the guard position, pass protection is obviously hugely important, but so is run blocking. And I think one thing that a lot of people overlook with Andrus Pete is he is an excellent pulling guard. He really is. Um, I would put him in the top 10 of the NFL in terms of his run-blocking ability, pulling from one side of the line and kind of plowing the road. You saw it a lot with Michael Burton and Andres Pete when they were running that QB power for Taysom Hill. They did it incredibly well. This past season, I think that changed a little bit just because of how you were using Taysom Hill. Still a good run blocker. Still an effective player right? You're talking eight years in, still a starting caliber guard in the NFL. And the only question is, can he stay healthy? And so that's why I look at it and I say, okay, B minus, just because it's another guy who couldn't stay healthy throughout the course of his career. When he's on the field, he's good. Hasn't been enough of that. That All that said, you look at the players they could have potentially taken, the pro bowlers that went in 2015 after the Saints took Pete, Melvin Gordon running back to the Chargers, really good early in his career. Hasn't really done much in the last few years. Marcus Peters, cornerback, went to the Chiefs. DJ Humphreys went to the Cardinals at number 24, offensive tackle. Byron Jones to the Cowboys, super athletic. I think he still holds the broad jump record at the Combine. To the Cowboys at number 27. And then guard Lockin Tomlinson, number 28. I believe that was the Chiefs. I mean, I, I just don't know. I don't know what you're going to do here um, in terms of, oh, man, they should have taken this guy. Yeah, you would have loved to see them get Marcus Peters. But again, you look at a lot of these players, a lot of these players, they missed on their cornerbacks. And again, this is a time where the Saints really should have been loading up on cornerbacks and weren't necessarily doing that early in the draft. And 
you see now that they've done that, now that they've started to kind of build that out, the defense sure looks a lot better. And so, yeah, we're, we're getting closer to the Dennis Allen era, but we're not in it with this pick. And so, yeah, that's a B minus. I mean, what hurts for, for the Saints, honestly, in, in this 2015 draft more than Pete is the fact that you whipped on Stephon Anthony, right? So you had two bites at the apple, and in neither case did you really land a star. And that's frustrating. If you go back to the previous when we talked about Sheldon Rankins, you landed Michael Thomas in the second round of that draft. So while Sheldon might not have been the greatest pick in terms of value at number 12, you, know, you probably got the best possible player you could have gotten in the second round. So it, it balances out. In this case, in 2015, it doesn't because Stefan Anthony was, was a failure to launch and to Andrus Pete has been good, not great. Going forward, which is really going backward one year, there's a trend developing, which is in the mid-2010s, a lot of Bs, a lot of, a lot of middling picks, right? And so this is 2014, the number 20 pick, wide receiver Brandon Cooks, out of Oregon State. I'm giving it a B, just a straight B. And obviously he wasn't on the team for past his rookie contract either, but you did get the value out of him more so than than a Stefan Anthony, than a Sheldon Rankins, than a Kenny Vaccaro who left for nothing. In Cook's situation, you traded him. So there was enough value there that you actually cashed in for a first round pick. And you also had a quality player. Brandon Cooks was good. Brandon Cooks is good. Brandon Cooks is one of the most consistent wide receivers we've seen in the NFL over the last decade. He has had the misfortune of being on the Texans the last few years. I don't think he wants to be there, but you know, he was on the Patriots. He was on the Rams. He was very good with both of those teams. Just did not fit in, in terms of Michael Thomas showed up and was a star, did not work for Brandon Cooks. So they had to move him. Still, you look at the players they could have taken. He's, he, he was at number 20. It makes it a little easier to stomach when you're not getting that type of value because you're picking in the back half of the draft. But you could have got 21, Ha Ha Clinton Dix. He went to the Packers. I liked Ha Ha Clinton Dix. I enjoy saying his name, but I'm okay with the wide receiver pick there. D4 defensive end of the Chiefs, Jason Verrett to the Chargers, the cornerback, Teddy Bridgewater to the Vikings at number 32, ended up on the Saints. This next name is the one that honestly surprises me. Didn't end up on the Saints. Defensive end. Demarcus Lawrence. He went to the Cowboys at 34. 20 might have been a reach for him, but you look at how the Saints typically overdraft defensive ends, the athleticism, the long arms, the ability to play the run. He was uh, The fact that he didn't end up on the Saints is kind of wild to me when you look back at it. Um, but yeah, that's probably the one miss, in my opinion, who I would rather have seen them take over a Brandon Cooks. But that's that's a minor criticism. Joel Batonio, offensive tackle, went to the Browns at 35. Derek Carr to the Raiders, now the Saints quarterback, at 36. Those were the pro bowlers within 30 picks of Brandon Cooks. Again, much like Pete, one of the reasons the Brandon Cooks pick hurts is not necessarily the Brandon Cooks pick. It's what you back that up with, which was in the second round. You took Stanley Jean Baptiste, (laughs) a guy who... You only remember because he has a unique name. If his name was John Smith, you'd be like, who? That's how little impact he had. And that was the pick that really makes you look at this draft like, ugh. And it's partially because had you taken a HaHa Clinton Dix or Demarcus Lawrence at 20, you'd have been going into your second round pick, still being like, hmm, I think we have a need at wide receiver. Who can we get? And Allen Robinson or Jarvis Landry would have been staring right at you. Both have been excellent. Jarvis really had a strong start to his career. Allen Robinson 
was a star with the Jags. He was one of the key reasons they got to the AFC Championship game. Then he had some injuries. He didn't fit in last year with the Rams, but I mean, ugh, that's frustrating because Stanley Jean Baptiste, that's rough. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right. One more on the B side. And this is kind of a asterisk a little bit. If we have 11 picks, this is kind of the 10th and a half pick because it's Cesar Ruiz, the 2020 number 24 overall pick. I'm giving this a B slash incomplete, meaning, you know, you're going into the fourth season of this deal and he has a chance to kind of bump this up into the B plus, maybe A minus range if he continues on the trajectory that he did that he hit in year three. Because if you had asked me this question after year two, I would have been a lot closer to a D based on the production we have seen. But he did take a major step forward in the 2022 season. I would argue that he was the best offensive lineman on the Saints for a majority of the season. Obviously, Eric McCoy got hurt and he had to shift over to center for multiple games. But you are really concerned about the value of this pick when it, when it happened and when you saw the struggles as a rookie and the struggles in his second year, you can chalk a lot of it up to COVID and the difficult nature of how he came to the NFL and didn't have real off seasons and the programs weren't right. And he had multiple coaches. And I think he really picked it up last year. And the pick looks a lot better when you consider who, who else are you taking again? This is 24. This is not 14. So the pro bowlers that went behind him, keep in mind, this number will get higher as we go forward. This is only, three year four for these players Jonathan Taylor at number 41 of the Colts obviously the Saints would love to have a really prime running back alongside Alvin Kamara but you have to draft him to do that and that's probably the one pick that I'm just like man yeah give me a running back please give me a running back safety Antoine Winfield 45 to the Bucks Trayvon Diggs cornerback 51 of the Cowboys Jalen Hurts 53 to the Eagles I mean a quarterback would have been nice too but I don't think anyone but the Eagles at this point really believed in Jalen Hurts. Definitely not enough to make him a first-round pick, so I'm not going to be mad about that. Some other guys who could have gone to the Saints, been quality players, or at least could be quality players. 25, wide receiver Brandon Ayuk. That was the pick after Ruiz. He went to the 49ers. Quarterback Jordan Love to the Packers. Who knows? Like We're going to find out a lot this year, assuming Aaron Rodgers actually does get traded to the Jets, because this will be the year that maybe Jordan Love can actually show if he can be an NFL quarterback. At this point, we don't know. And the Saints could have drafted him here. It was Drew, it, it ended up being Drew Brees' final season, so it would have been nice to have a guy like Jordan Love learning behind Drew Brees. But you did have Jameis Winston, I think, in the Saints' mind. They were committed to Jameis. And he ended up starting 
for 10 games over two seasons. You can't forecast injuries, but mm, would have been nice to have. Either way, I'm not too mad about it. Assuming that Cesar Ruiz ends up being a long-term starter Pro Bowl caliber guard at that position. Linebacker Patrick Queen, kid out of LSU, he went to the Ravens at 28. He's a guy that I think a lot of people wanted to see the Saints draft. But you look at how they've done at linebacker and the names they've brought in and the quality they pull outside of the first round, then it's hard for me to ever be mad about not taking a linebacker in the first round for the Saints. Wide receiver T. Higgins to the Bengals at 33. Michael Pittman Jr. to the Colts at 34. I would have liked to see one of those two guys end up on the Saints, either first or second round pick. But, you know, they obviously kind of waited on that wide receiver need. Sean Payton felt like he could pull diamonds out of the rough and didn't quite work out. Then finally, safety Xavier McKinney to the Giants. I still think that's a steal at number 36, best safety in the draft. But yeah, that's a B to me. I'd like to see Caesar come back. Hopefully he can recover from that Liz Frank injury. And I, I hear a lot of people tell me that the Saints offensive line is in shambles. I don't see it that way because you have a young player like Caesar Ruiz, because you have first round pick quality players at all of these spots, right? You have Trevor Penning at left tackle. Hopefully he can step in there. You have Ryan Ramchek at right tackle. Yes, he's getting older, but he's still a, probably a top five right tackle in the NFL. You have Andres Pete, who if he can stay healthy is a solid quality guard. Again, they don't grow on trees. Would you rather have Larry Warford, right? There aren't that many Pro Bowl caliber guards, and he is one of them. Center, you have Eric McCoy, who I'd argue is top five center in the NFL. You got him in the second round. And then you have Cesar Ruiz. So I, I, don't, I don't see it. I think the depth is an issue, but I don't think that that five-man rotation is anything to be concerned about beyond availability beyond the fact that a lot of them get hurt and offensive linemen get hurt as fast as anybody in the NFL and you have to have depth behind them. But I don't think it's the dumpster fire that a lot of people do. And Cesar Ruiz stepping into that role and, and stepping up is a big part of why that is. All right, let's wrap up that segment. That was the middle grade. That was the season the B's of the Saints' last 10 first-round picks. And all we have left are the A's, baby. We're going all in on the A's, not the baseball team. Let's wrap that segment up. My name is Jeff Nowak. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. This is Inside Black and Gold. If you haven't subscribed yet, let's do that. We're getting ready for the NFL draft. This is kind of a special pre-draft episode going back to the last Saints. 10 first round picks and giving them all grades. Coming up, you probably know these names. And uh, yes, I have good reasons. Stick around. <laughs>